0: Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sports Cast. And right now it's me. I am here to do our week 13 rivalry week college football and some college basketball weekend wrap up show. It's- I heard a fan offer free dipping dogs if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know. Execute. I right, bombs. So stay as a team. Execute. Give a hundred percent. Dipping dogs sound good. What is up, guys? Here to do rivalry rivalry week. Easy for me to say, right? Um, college football. It's the last regular season weekend of the year it is thanksgiving i hope everybody had a good thanksgiving over the week over the weekend we uh, took thursday off and we haven't been on since tuesday this week so i hope everybody had family and food and some fun maybe some football basketball and uh spent some time and had a good holiday thanksgiving weekend was thankful for some stuff that's going on in your lives or around you or, or something, and uh hope everybody had a good holiday. So with that said, I'm going to dig into some stuff, and right now it's just me. Um, guys have been – everybody's been busy with the holiday this weekend, so going to start out with some college sports news. Um, right off the bat, Houston has fired – Dana Holgerson, their uh, football coach after five seasons. Um, Dave Aranda met with Baylor um, Brass, and they have decided to retain him. Baylor is 3-9, and I think, this year, and was not very good last year either. Had a great first season. Um, I think this is only his third year there. But the last two years has really not been all that great, but they have decided to retain him. Um, Texas A&M QB Max Johnson is in trance is going to the transfer portal as a grad transfer. All signs are pointing to Will Rogers, quarterback from Mississippi State. Entering the transfer portal as well. The transfer portal does not open till December 4th. Officially, Terry Bowden was fired today um, at La Monroe after three seasons. Um, something kind of big james madison and jacksonville state has qualified for bowl invites and be their very first bowl invites and they've done this because there is not enough there's 41 bowls we need 82 teams and there is not enough six and six or above teams and because of that they are going to invite James Madison and Jacksonville State. Both of those teams are new to, um, the FCS. Division one, I forget it's, uh, division one college football, and they are, this is their first invites. They were weren't really eligible. Uh, because they are new to uh, being called up and now they are both going to be eligible for the bowls I got Jan- I got John on with me now um, so James Madison and Jacksonville State are going to bowls for the first time and the reason why is again because there's not 82 teams that are 6 and 6 or above so that's some college sports news um
1: there's a third team isn't there
0: yeah i think but those two are going to be new it's the first time they they weren't actually eligible um to begin with because they you know are new to um division one basically uh, college football but because there's not enough teams they're gonna let them be a part of the bowls well, right. So, like I
1: said, I think there's a third team that's a that that that's part of this. I think Jacksonville State's number two. It's James Madison's one. Jacksonville State number two, games. and there's a third. There's a third team. I think. I think there's instead of eighty two teams being eligible, there was like seventy nine. So it allowed for three teams to be. Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought
0: it. I seen last night where it was 80. I, I really haven't looked this morning, I, so you might be right.
1: Could be, but I, I think from what I understood, there were three. But either way, um, it's good for okay. Jacksonville State I mean, and James be right Madison because those were the teams that were getting shafted after having pretty good seasons. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. James Madison's 11-1 and one playing for the Sun Belt. Um, championship this week, or this coming week in championship week, Um, so in Jacksonville state is, I I don't know the exact record, but they're eight, nine, 10 wins as far as I, as far as I know,
1: they've either got three or four losses. I can't remember which one it is. They're,
0: they're they're either at eight or nine, I think wins, something like that. Right. Um, according to what I'm pretty sure I didn't look it all over, but I just wanted to point out that they are now bowl eligible. Uh, because there's 41 bowls and they need 82 teams. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. So, um, let's see. Colorado has got a little bit of stuff going on. And I, I want to get to that as far as the news stuff here. So, um, they had a the number three 2025 QB decommitted. And... A long-time assistant there, Tim Brewster, resigned today. Um, so that's two top recruits out of that class now that has decommitted, and Tim Brewster, a long-time uh, Colorado assistant, resigned. So there is some stuff. They, you know, they won their first three ball games. Everything was going great. They was ranked. They put them in the polls. They were ranked. Colorado finished the season four and eight. So Dion's got a little work to do. And I, that's actually exactly where I predicted Colorado to be preseason. I predicted them four and eight. Um, and, you know, I, I think they're where they should have been. They only won one ball game last year. And the year before that, I think they won zero. So winning four is definitely a you know an improvement.
1: Yeah. But I mean it's there definitely is some stuff going with, on
0: there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's an improvement from what's from what's going on the last couple of years for sure. Right. I right. mean, you know, you know, but there's some stuff going on there, and I just wanted to point that, point that out as well. Um, here when I was talking about the college football news. So, with that said, it was Rivalry Week, week, and we are going to talk about our college football scoreboard. So, I'll kind of dig start digging into that. First, John, before I get to that real quick, did you have a good Thanksgiving?
1: I did. I did. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Been busy um, running here and running there and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Had some food and family and football, a little basketball. There you go. And, and been to two or three, about three different places. So over the last few days. Yeah. But so our college football scoreboard, we'll get to that. Um, it started on Tuesday night. We had Bowling Green over Western Michigan, 34 to 10 Eastern Michigan over Buffalo, 24 to 11 Thursday night was the egg bowl and Ole Miss beat Mississippi state 17 to seven Friday night. There was quite a few games this week on Friday night. So I'll try to get to those Oklahoma beat TCU 69 to 45 in that game. Uh, Iowa beat Nebraska 13 to 10. They threw a pick late in this game. Um, and Iowa kicked a field goal. It was 10 to 10. Nebraska actually had the ball uh, late and they threw a pick and and uh, Iowa kicked a field goal and beat them. Miami uh, beat Boston College 45 to 20. Memphis beat Temple 45-21. Toledo beat Central Michigan 32-17. Ohio beat Akron 25-14. Tulane beat UTSA 29-16. Utah State over New Mexico 44-41. Missouri beat the crap out of Arkansas 48-14. Arkansas... Is not, doesn't look like they're going to be doing anything with Sam Pittman, but they went four and eight this year. Uh, Boise State beat Air Force 27 to 19. Texas demolished Texas Tech 57 to seven Friday night. Penn State demolished Michigan State 42 to zip. And Oregon. Handled Oregon State 31 to 7 Friday night. <clears throat> so, um, you know, Oregon, Oregon State was one of the big games of the weekend. Oregon State was never really, you know, never really challenged in, in this game. And Oregon handled their business. Um, and we'll get to where they're at and everything, but it's basically they're in the same position but they have been for a few weeks now. Um, Saturday, yesterday, started out with Michigan and Ohio State, 30-24 to in this game, and that was Michigan on top. Um, You know, there's been a a humongous amount of talk about, you know, Ryan Day and his third straight loss over, you know, with Michigan and – and uh, you know that's just not acceptable for a lot of Ohio State fans, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, in this era of, I mean, college football, where where Michigan has decided that they do like that they're in the that they're top ten program. I mean, they are overall um, because they are the winningest program in college football. But yeah, you know, it had been a while since they had won. Uh, against Ohio State um, prior to these three games, um, you can say what you want about the about the cheating scandal, about the sign stealing and whatnot. But obviously, in this game right here, this game here, you know that there wasn't any sign stealing because the main guy that was a part of it, it was let go from the team a long, you know, a while ago. And then, of course, the head coach, who is you know good. ultimately yeah. responsible for everything was not on the sidelines so uh, um ohio state can't sit there and point well they were stealing our signs so whatever i mean i think everybody knew about it during those two years anyway and if they wanted to do something about it they should have but you know it wasn't until recently before all that stuff came out so
0: i mean uh, i've even been on some ohio state message boards and you know i'm not talking about all the crap that's being said but but it looked to me like even with Ohio state fans that they felt like that Arvin Harrison jr was the one that really was the one of the only ones that showed up that act like he wanted to, you know, do everything he could do to try to win this game. Right. According to what, according to what, I, you know, just, just talking about the game itself, not a bunch of the crap that's, that goes on right? behind, you know, behind the scene or whatever. But, um, So Michigan handles their business. Um, I'm sure they will be number two in the college football playoff now, uh, beating Ohio state. And we'll find that out on Tuesday night. Um, Kentucky beats top 10 Louisville 38 to 31 Cardinal stadium. Um, Big win to finish off the year. I'm not even going to try to deny it. Um, You know, People have – fans have been pretty rough and hard on Kentucky this football season. But right now, where we stand, Kentucky has played four college football playoff top ten teams this season. And there's not many schools that can say that. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, honestly, there is not – that's a third of their schedule. They have played top ten college football playoff oppositions, you know, opponents. And, you know, they beat one of them. That is Georgia, Alabama, Missouri, and Louisville. Four Mm -hmm. top ten teams. Um, And, you know, they finished the season seven and five. And I'll get into There was a whole lot of stuff with Stoops and and AM last night, and it was a late night. And I was up very late trying to follow all this stuff last night. And it looks like Stoops is going to stay. There's a little backlash with all this stuff. So we can get into that a little later. But uh, speaking of AM, AM, the next game, LSU beat them 42 to 30. Uh, Purdue beat Indiana. 35 to 31, and Indiana has fired their coach. Allen was fired today um, in, after eight seasons, I believe, at Indiana. Sam Houston beat MTSU 23 to 20. UConn over Massachusetts 31 to 18. Duke over Pitt 30 to 19. UCF over Houston 27 to 13. And I mentioned off the top of the show, that Holgerson was fired um, after five seasons today. Um, SMU over Navy fifty-nine to fourteen. Troy beat Southern Miss thirty-five to seventeen and earned the right to host the Sun Belt um, championship game next week. Over with uh, James Madison, by the way. Um, Northern Illinois is thirty-seven, Kent State twenty-seven. Uh, Miami, Ohio 17, Ball State 15, Rice over FAU 24 to 21, Syracuse over Wake Forest 35-31, and Syracuse also fired their coach. Neighbors was fired over the weekend.
1: You heard who uh, they've uh, talked about? Sure.
0: Have
1: you heard who I they, heard talked that they
0: to? I heard that they talked to Dan Mullen.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. I heard that they talked to Dan Mullen. I'm not sure. haven't heard anything else. Did he – did Neighbors even coach in this game? Do you know? I think it was uh, before this game, wasn't it, that he got fired? It was over the weekend, this holiday weekend, but
1: – Right. I don't – I did not uh, – I don't, I don't know team. if
0: he even coached in this game, to be honest with you, but, but they won 35-31 to 31 over Wake Forest. Um, Tulsa beat East Carolina 29-27. North Texas over UAB 45 42 Old Dominion 25 Georgia State 24 Western Kentucky 41FIU 28 Utah beat Colorado 23 to 7 23 to 17 sorry uh, Louisiana beat UL Monroe 52 to 21 San Jose State this kind of surprising stories. Uh, score, if you ask me, beat UNLV 37-31 at UNLV. Um, That was only their third loss of of the year. And then we get to Alabama and Auburn. Heartbreaker for you, I know. Um, Absolute heartbreaker the way that game ended. Jordan Hare, usually the magic goes in Auburn's favor.
1: (laughs) I don't know. That voodoo magic has gone against Um, Auburn the last two weeks, so...
0: <laughs> I mean usually though it goes in Auburn's favor but uh seems to be going in the other direction lately.
1: Yeah, I think and, I think I think Brian Harson put a hex on that place.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got somebody from Prove me wrong. Australia with this Ian from Australia. Well, good day, mate.
1: Wasn't gonna go there, but yes. What's up?
0: <laughs> you wasn't gonna go to the Australian.
1: No, I wasn't gonna go with the G'day.
0: Oh, the G'day?
1: I feel like that's just everybody goes in that in that direction. So I was I was not going to do that.
0: This is true. Yeah. Feel like. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. But anyway,
1: myself. yeah, so that game, um, are we, are we going to talk about that game now or are we going to wait until later?
0: Yeah, we can, we can talk about it for just a minute, yeah.
1: Okay, so that game, uh, I know, I mean, it started off stupid and crazy as hell um, with the opening drive for Auburn. Was about the dumbest I've ever seen in terms of play calling and execution. I mean, play calling itself could have been fine, but the execution was—you knew that this team was not ready to play. Um, They were not anywhere close to the shape of playing. So when the like, when if it got tight in the end, you knew this team wasn't going to be the one that to uh, to 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 succeed. Um, Mainly because they just don't understand what it's like to win and they don't have that winning mentality. Uh, but first play of the game, pass play. I'm going to be honest. don't have anything. I don't off, have any.
0: Coming off of the walls from last week, I I was surprised, really, that Auburn could even stay in this game, to be uh, honest. I mean, I,
1: I look, this is a different animal, uh, different different beast. And I could have – you could have – yeah, but it, it was just
0: a week ago. It has to be deflating what happened to them.
1: Yes, but again, this team is so inconsistent that they could have a game like that, and the very next game against a much better opponent, they could go out and have the game that they had. And even then, there were some dumb things that happened in that game. So, like I said, first, first play of the game, passing play, have nothing against it, but when... Peyton Thorne, once everybody's covered and has decided that he's going to roll out to try to, to you know make something happen, he rolls left and sees a, sees his tight end. Tight end sees him rolling left and decides he's going to turn up and go block. Well, Peyton, right before the tight end turns to to uh see him go north, uh go go north and south to block, he shuffles it to him like as if he was gonna try to pass it to him. Um, so obviously the two were not on the same page, but it was just one of those where those decisions and those things, you know, when you have a congruent and a, and a, just a a gelled team, that team, like they know what each other is thinking. And when you saw that, you knew it was all discombobulated right there from the beginning. Uh, the second play, the second play, another pass play again, Auburn's bread and brother is running the ball. Alabama's weakness is teams running against them, okay? So, second play, another pass play. Uh, Wide receiver, sure-handed wide receiver, a one that the fans want to see more targets going to, gets targeted, catches the ball, unfortunately for him. uh, He has no field awareness and doesn't realize he's standing on the sidelines when he catches it. Uh, He had plenty of room to be in in the the field of play. He had nobody around him. He would have been fine had he just had more awareness. This is the second play of the game because Auburn took the opening kickoff. So second play of the game, and you've now had two just mental errors in this game, two mental errors by the Auburn uh, offense. Third play of the game, I can't even recall what it was, but it was also very much a dumb mental error. Uh, And then so we punt. Alabama marches it down methodically down the field, scores a touchdown, and you think that, all right, the route is on. Okay? Kickoff happens. Okay? Auburn fields the kickoff. Auburn makes the mistake of blocking a guy into the back. The very same guy that's being blocked in the back grabs the face mask of the ball carrier and nearly rips his head off. One flag is thrown for the block in the back. Nothing for the face mask. At this point, it's even worse than you thought like now you've now you're going against the refs in this game because now like that is a blatant how did you miss that call and anyway so um auburn i think still goes 3 and out in that series they're not doing anything and then i think it was what third third series auburn decides they're actually going to run the ball they ran it five times, no passes, touchdown. So Auburn turns their mentality to running the ball at this point, point. Uh, and they end up staying in the game as this happens because the defense has been decent and you know fairly, fairly good throughout the year. I uh, didn't know depending I mean, on how the offense, but, depending on how the offense all those plays.
0: Mistakes and, and stuff that you are talking about. They still had a lead and you know late. I'm talking real late in this game. And it was where the here's where the stupid here's where the the stupid part comes in.
1: Here's where the stupid part comes in. We're about the coaching. Coach has no idea that the backup punt returner late in the ball game is in the game and not the actual punt returner. Okay. There's two different guys that, that have caught punts before. It's Keontae Scott and it's, right. and it's, uh, and, and it's more, um, but more goes in more is going to field the punt slips ball, hits them. Alabama recovers Alabama. Eventually, I think they get their, their final points and go ahead. I mean, cause that's what the, they had the ball for pretty much the rest of the game. Now there's that. And then there is the fourth and 31 last play of the game. Last play of the game, you have two guys rushing, two guys rushing, the two edge rushers, and one spy. Yeah, a spy on fourth and thirty-one is one of the most dumb things ever. Ever, you've got eight other guys behind you that are going to block that guy from getting to the the end to getting into the end zone. He ain't running. it. End zone. Okay, thirty-one mean, yards. He's
0: got thirty-one yards, so I mean, got you know. 31
1: yards and everybody <laughs> running around in the end zone. Okay, so. While you're spying, I don't know. There should have been the third guy, the guy in the middle, should have at least made an attempt to be rushing because you need to apply pressure.
0: I believe, I believe that if that play was still going on right now, I don't think Auburn could have got to (laughs) Milro. If so you just going. still
1: need to apply pressure with that guy that's there. Not the, I mean, again, he needs to feel like there that he's got not all day to sit back there. Okay. Auburn had been applying pressure. He
0: had all day.
1: He had all day and he can sit there and he can just yeah. kind of nonchalant, figure it out. Then in the end I mean, zone, in, in the, in the end he zone, it. Hey, hold on. It in the end zone, there's, there's the safety is supposed to be helping out on that side and he bites to the middle don't know why but you have eight guys back there probably covering what five maybe right you're probably covering five eight guys are covering five so you should probably have more than one on every person and instead it's one-on-one and well, Isaiah Bond, Isaiah true. Bond, just, the know. ball's thrown but perfectly. Isaiah Bond catches it, and it's a touchdown. It I'm still talking here, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to get the point through. the that the, this whole thing is that there was a lot of mistakes that were made in this game, um, that can be applied to coaching, and that the 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 mindset, a winning mentality, that the that 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 Alabama's got that Auburn doesn't have that they don't have, and you could see it from the beginning of the game. You you could see it early in the season, but when when push comes to shove in this game, you knew who had that uh, mentality. And of course, you know Saban says, you know, at the end of the game, hey man, we pra- we practiced that that you know that scenario, which. They practice a scenario at the end of either half or end of game situations where you're throwing a Hail Mary down the field. I mean, that's, that's what they're practicing. They change the yardage right. on it from back and forth, you know, from being, you know, 15 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, 50 yards, and making sure that they can get everything right. Yeah, of course. If, if Auburn has been practicing it, you didn't, you couldn't tell because of the fact that there were places that you, people should have been that they weren't and then the fact again that they were trying to spy a fourth and 31 the the guy's got to get into the end zone that's it you don't need to spy you need to rush him something to make him make the decision and make the yeah. throw faster and Listen. not from standing and and being able to get into and throw and throw it I mean
0: I'm a Kentucky fan I get there's plenty of coaching stuff. You know, I get it.
1: So I do. I'm just I saying do. that there's a lot me, more into that. But when when asked at the end of the game, you know, Hugh Freeze, hey, uh, what do you think about or why was uh why was Coy Moore you know fielding that punt? I didn't know he was in the game. That was his response. He did not realize that that guy was in the game. Okay. As a head coach, I feel like you should yeah. know that.
0: Again, yeah, probably.
1: there's a lot right, of I things that came on. to coaching.
0: We got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, but I gotta move on. It's a heartbreaking loss. I mean, no matter how you turn it, it, it really is. So, when you're, you're Auburn Arizona, fan and you've yeah. been
1: around long enough, you've seen enough of those that that just yeah. doesn't affect you.
0: I mean, you you ain't got nothing on Kentucky fans. Kentucky fans got them too. I promise.
1: You ain't really I been promise. good enough to have these heartbreaking losses.
0: I'm telling you, Kentucky has plenty of them. I'm telling you, Arizona 59 beat Arizona State 23. Oklahoma beat BYU in double overtime for Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, beat BYU in double overtime 40 to 34. Tennessee beat Vandy, 48-24. Liberty beat UTEP, 42-28. Northwestern beat Illinois, 45-43. Again, I'm going to give major props to this Northwestern interim coach. And I don't even know his name, but they are 7-5 and five after one win last year in the Pat Fitzgerald um, mess that began this season. That is a terrific, terrific job of coaching. Uh, Wisconsin 28, Minnesota 14. Maryland beat Rutgers 42-24. Virginia Tech demolished Virginia at home 55-17. App State 55, Georgia Southern 27. James Madison beat the crap out of Coastal Carolina. And Coastal Carolina's got a pretty good team. Um, 56 to 14 marshall beat arkansas state 35 to 14 washington survived at home 24 21 with washington state in that rivalry game um, new mexico state beat jacksonville state 20 to 17. Florida state come back and won against Florida in the swamp last night 24 to four, or 15 that was a game of Backup QBs, it really was not that great of a game because, you know, both teams was playing first-time QBs, basically. Um, Notre Dame beat Stanford 56-23. West Virginia beat Baylor at Baylor 34-31. I got to give my man Neil Brown some props. He's been on the chopping block for two years. West Virginia is 8-4. and four and tied for fourth or fifth in the Big 12 this year. Um, So I got to give him just a little bit of props. Texas State, 52, um, South Alabama, 44. Georgia kind of struggled with Georgia Tech last night, beat them 31-23 at home. Clemson beat South Carolina late last night. In Carolina, 16 to 7. Kansas handled uh, Cincinnati 49 to 16. South Florida over Charlotte 48 to 14. Iowa State beat Kansas State at home 42 to
1: 35. In the snow.
0: In the snow, yeah. Um, North Carolina State beat. North Carolina 39 to 20. If you guys remember, I said they should have been ranked last week. They are now nine and three. 42 for Wyoming, six for Nevada. California manhandled UCLA in Los Angeles at, at home for UCLA, the Rose Bowl 33 to seven. Um, San Diego State beat Fresno State 33 18, and Hawaii beat Colorado State. Last night, twenty seven, twenty four. That was one of those late games where Colorado State, if they had won, would have had six wins. They didn't get it. That was one of those late wins that, that let those teams get in that we were talking about earlier for the bowl eligibility. And that wraps up the college football scoreboard for week 13.
1: Yep, oh. and uh- – some of the other games that, that allowed Jacksonville State and J, uh, uh, and James Madison to get in, one was the uh, Illinois... South Carolina
0: was one.
1: Yep, South Carolina was one. The Illinois-Northwestern uh, yeah. game was one. The Florida-Florida State was one. because yeah, it was. Florida State beating Florida kept what Florida from see? being bowl eligible. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, so, um just a few notable games that were uh, happening yesterday that, that were part of why teams like uh, Jacksonville State and James Madison were able to get in uh, as bowl-eligible teams. Now, we'll right. find out next yeah, there, was,
0: there was about four or five games even late last night, counting the South Carolina, the Florida, the the Colorado State, Hawaii. I mean, there were some late games last night. You know, ha- had they won, they would have been bowl-eligible, and James Madison, Jacksonville State, and possibly a third team that you said. And yeah, I'm there sure should out. be a
1: third team, and I cannot remember off the top of my head who – but I saw no. that there was a third I team. I have seen it late.
0: I was, I was watching it late last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All think- right, so the AP poll come out a little bit. The AP poll is not what is going to – this season and the rankings and everything is going to go by, but I do think it's kind of an indicator where things are. So I'm still going to continue to do the AP poll. Um, And it's week 13. I didn't change that. It's not week 12. It's week 13. Um, Georgia is still number one. Michigan, after their win over over Ohio State, is two. Washington moves up to three. And Florida State moves up to four. Those are the four remaining undefeated teams now. Um, There is only four, which, coincidental, you know, if they can win, there's four spots in the college football playoff. Just saying. Um, Oregon is five. Ohio State fell to six after their loss. Texas remains at seven and Alabama remains at eight. And I want to stop right there because the order has changed up a little bit, but the same eight teams have been the top eight in the country for five straight weeks, okay? The last time there was no team turnover in the top eight, for that long during a season was in 2008. From weeks 11 through through weeks 15 in 2008. So that's how long it has been since the top eight teams have remained the same. This is five straight weeks. Missouri is nine and Penn State is 10, is Rounds out the top 10. Um, Ole Miss is 11. Oklahoma is 12. LSU, 13. Arizona is 14. And Louisville fell to 15 after the loss to Kentucky. Um, Notre Dame moved up to 16. Tulane is 17. Right now, they are the top group of five. It is ranked Tulane is at 11 and one Iowa is 18 Oklahoma State is 19 Liberty is 20 and I said there's only four undefeated and I'm sorry I was wrong Liberty is also still undefeated at ranked number 20 NC State moves in at 21 this week nine and three Oregon State fell to, well, they're tied. I'm sorry. Oregon State and NC State are actually tied at 21, um, and they fell to. They're eight and four. They fell to 21. Toledo, 11 and one, is 23. James Madison is 24 again, and SMU comes into the poll for the first time as well this week at, and they are 10 and two on the season. Now, what's interesting here is last week, Tennessee remained at 25. And if you guys remember when, when we've done this show, I talked to you guys about it and I told you that I felt like Tennessee should be out and NC State should be in. Um, and what's interesting is Tennessee beat Vandy 48 to 24 yesterday and then falls out of the poll. So, I don't, I don't see how you could drop them out of the poll this week. If you had them in last week, how do you drop them out this week? I, I don't see how you do that. Now, I don't think they deserve to be in the poll. I thought they should have fell out last week, not this week. I just don't agree with the way that that, that happened.
1: So I guess Tennessee just barely missed it um being the highest voting uh team outside the poll Clemson is next Kansas State after that Utah Troy Kansas New Mexico State Kentucky Memphis North Carolina then Miami if you uh kind of follow the the order of the others receiving votes once they outside of the top 25 um it just may have been that that uh NC State and some of the uh, the ones that jumped into the poll um, may have just received enough votes from other people to get in rather than um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the point totals from last week and this week to see if it's, you know, similar. I mean, I, I don't know. You might be right. I mean, the point totals might be similar. I don't know. I
1: mean, it's possible that they were sitting there with NC State going, well, they beat a better team. North Carolina is a better team than Vanderbilt and they beat them. So that's better than whatever Tennessee did, even though Tennessee, you know, took care of business with Vanderbilt. So, I mean, I don't really care how, how these things fall out. These, like, this is an arbitrary number because this doesn't really mean anything to anybody um, since the well, CFP, it, since but- the CFP. Right. Um, but here here's the question now on on Tuesday do you believe that Ohio State drops below Alabama like do they drop to nine or do, are they no. gonna be like six like they are in the AP
0: I think, I think they'll be exactly where they are my 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 prediction is they will be number six
1: which. Okay, so here's my here's my next. Because
0: Ohio State's loss is better than than Alabama's loss. You can't drop them below Alabama, not in my opinion. That's, well, that's but true. they haven't been
1: consistent them. with with these with these losses anyway. So,
0: I mean, in my opinion, though, I'm just saying if you want me, if you're gonna ask me, you have to slot Ohio State. Why wouldn't they slot the them goal. ahead of Oregon? Because Oregon's only loss is Washington.
1: Which is number three. True.
0: But it's right
1: there. I'm I'm telling you, this is this is the kind of thing. They could
0: slot them. They could slot at five. They're either, in my opinion, they're either going to be five or six. I think they're going to be six. But I think that it could be they will either fall to 5 or 6 they will not fall further than 6 in my opinion i just don't see it
1: okay i got another question missouri's two losses are to who
0: lsu and georgia why
1: are, why is penn state not ahead of missouri penn state's two losses are to the the are to uh Michigan and Ohio State. Both teams are yeah. in the top six. LSU is thirteen and Georgia's
0: one. Correct. So, yeah, you know, something like that. But like why why is Penn State
1: not number nine?
0: In the in the rankings? Yeah. They might be. In the college football playoff rankings, they might actually be not.
1: No, they're, they're not. Well, I mean, I'm just saying right now it's uh, Penn State is behind it, behind Missouri, even in the college football rankings.
0: Well, I mean, playing one is a little different, but the, I mean they they do have a loss to now two and three. You know, it's been two and three. I mean, you are right about that. Uh, I mean, really I'm just telling be- you
1: that these that this is all inconsistent. I'm telling you that the inconsistencies of the college football rankings is it is all over the board
0: i mean when you have teams to me and i'm just going to be honest with you when you ha- when you have teams that that only have one or two losses and their losses are against the top competition that you are ranking them with then to me you have to go by what they, where their losses rank. I mean, you don't have anything else to go by, if you ask me. I mean, what else are you going to go by? The eye test? I mean, now, if their one loss, like, you know, if their one loss was to, I don't know. To- what about
1: the strength of record and strength of, uh, the strength of schedule? why do they not
0: i mean drink the schedule yes for me would come into play if there is a drastic difference if there's a drastic difference yes I'm just... We're kind of talking playoff landscape here, so I'm going to go ahead and change it up um, to playoff landscape because that's kind of what we're talking about. Here. But I mean, if if you're telling me that 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 Texas should be or Alabama should be put in over Texas or whatever because Alabama's strength of schedule is 12 and Texas is 15 then i think you're full of shit it's too close like i mean i just don't i don't see that but now if you're telling me that their strength of schedule is 12 and Texas' is, is 35 then okay maybe we should we we should you know take that into consideration when we look at things if it's a drastic difference Then I agree with that. You asked me where I thought Ohio State's gonna fall. That's where I think I think they're gonna fall to five or six. They were number one last before last week in the college football playoff. They just dropped to two. Michigan was three. Ohio State was two. If miss Mich- if Ohio State had been three. Then maybe they do fall to seven or eight. I don't know. But I just don't think they're gonna fall that far losing losing to the third ranked team in the college football play. Being their only loss. Ohio State's problem is going to be is they're gonna need they're gonna need these other teams to lose. They're gonna need Washington and Florida State to lose. Or.
1: So here, here's the deal. It, it's not necessarily between Alabama and Texas. I'm not really pushing the Alabama versus Texas because I don't. I, the, the Texas has Alabama beat in just about every category when you're talking about all the metrics. Okay. What I'm looking at is. Okay, strength of schedule. Um, the strength are there. Let's, yeah, let's go with the strength of schedule right now. So, strength of schedule Florida has, or Florida State has number three strength of schedule. Washington has the number two. Uh, Michigan's got number one. Georgia's number four. Ohio State's five. Texas is six. Alabama seven. Okay. You go into the FPI. You go over to, the, FP, go it, over to it, the FPI. It
0: has the number one strength of schedule.
1: Yeah, that's what it says, man. I'm not I don't have to believe it. I can <laughs> that just is the writing insane. you. I'm just letting you know what the uh, letting you know what it what it is. That's
0: the most insane thing I ever heard of. Go look yep. at their schedule.
1: Okay. Um anyway, the FPI has Michigan number 2, Washington 13, Florida State number 9, uh, Georgia number 5. Ohio State's number one, Texas number seven, Alabama number six, okay? Um, Once you go over to, where is it? There's one of these where it just gets wacky. Uh, I guess, so that was strength of record was the first one. So strength of schedule. Here's strength of schedule, okay? Michigan is 36, Washington is 46. Florida state is 56. Uh, Georgia is 59. Ohio state is six, which I don't understand the difference between Michigan and Ohio state. Um, Texas is 13. Alabama is 31, which again, like a lot of these things are just kind of wacky to me. Um, but either way it's that there's a lot of these things where you're looking at and it's not necessarily like like I said it's not necessarily the Alabama versus Texas but it's more like the Alabama versus Florida State Texas versus Florida State all of those and the only thing that's keeping Florida State afloat it seems like is more of well, let's talk a, about the, Let's
0: talk so about it, some scenarios real quick. Okay. Let's talk about some scenarios real quick. Yeah. So we got championship week coming up. Correct. And we got four undefeated we got four undefeated teams that are uh-huh. up in there. I think it's basically going to be uh those the the four teams is going to come from those eight. I don't see any other teams getting in.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean there's it's, it, it's not going to be anybody from, from below the teams. below the eight. But you're probably not going to get anybody right.
0: like Alabama
1: Right now, still looks like they're they may not get in. So,
0: well, that's so I, I want to kind of run through. So, Georgia, I mean, they're in if they win, Michigan is in if they win, Washington is in if they win, and more than likely, Florida State is in if they win. So, yeah. if all four of those teams win, then this whole Oregon and and Ohio State and Texas and Alabama talk is basically a bunch of nothing, right? in my opinion. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, I think that all four of those will get in. However, Alabama's only hope to get in, the only hope they have is to beat Georgia.
1: Yes. Well, they They have to. Of course, they can't lose that game. They can't lose to
0: Georgia, and then the other teams, hope the other teams lose or whatever, and still sneak in. They can't do that. Texas, if you ask me, setting at seven, the only chance that Texas has to get in, if you ask me, They gotta have Oregon beat Washington. They gotta have um, Georgia beat Bama because Bama can't jump them by beating Georgia. They gotta have Georgia beat Bama. They gotta have and they gotta have Louisville upset FSU.
1: Right. In my opinion. Yeah, because you can't have a two loss Louisville. They're not getting in.
0: They're right. two losses. Right. So that would if if FSU loses, I do not think they're getting in the top four.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I agree.
0: So Washington, I'm not sure about because they would lose to the fifth, probably the fifth-ranked team, and, you know, maybe they stay at the four spot. I'm not I sure. Don't think, I mean, look, Washington. I, I, think,
1: I think if Washington loses, they trade places with Oregon. They have to because, look, while while both have lost one game once to each other, the game that matters the most is going to be the final one. The one that they played the championship, because what will happen is this Washington will be a one loss team without a Pac 12 championship and Oregon will be a one loss Pac 12 champion. Okay. They will be a one loss conference champion.
0: Yeah, but is there a scenario where Oregon beats Washington and still doesn't get in?
1: Then Washington doesn't get in either. Like you're you're talking about a scenario where both Oregon and Washington don't get in you can't be talking about a scenario where Oregon beats Washington and Washington still gets in and Oregon doesn't because that won't happen. But if Oregon beats Washington and, and, and neither of them get in, I'm, I'd have to see exactly what that scenario looks like. So you're, you're looking at, um, um, Michigan winning and getting in—that's one. Georgia winning and getting in—that's two. Texas winning and getting in—that's three. I mean, it, you would have to go with this. It would have to be that Georgia lost to Alabama.
0: FSU. It would.
1: It for 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 this no, scenario no. F- that F- the Pac-12 does not get in. The, the 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 scenario where the Pac-12 does not get in is this. Michigan wins. Florida yeah. State wins.
0: Yeah. Texas Georgia loses.
1: Wins. Texas loses. Okay. And Bama beats Georgia. Georgia just falls from one to four. The four. Yeah. Yeah. It would have yeah. to be that. Georgia goes from one to four. Yeah. Bama gets into the three. Right. Michigan is the two, and right. Florida State is the, is, uh, or sorry, Michigan is the one and Florida so, State's the so two. So then
0: that would leave Washington and Oregon out.
1: That would be the only way. And even then, I don't believe that would happen. I think the loser of the SEC champion uh, championship is out. So um basically yeah, the exact
0: because they would I guess one what
1: one. you would I guess the way that you would see it is that that it, it the loser if Georgia's the loser of the sec championship and washington is the loser of the pac-12 championship then if you're going to pick one or the other they're going to pick georgia over washington and that you would you would have alabama the the sec champion and georgia a one loss non-champion they would be the highest ranked non non-champion to get in
0: in my opinion sitting right here talking about all these scenarios I actually think that Texas has the worst odds to get in.
1: To get in, if they win, okay. Let's just let's just let's just go with the the scenario they win. Okay, so we have uh, Georgia. Let's just go with Georgia. Let's just go with Georgia. Georgia wins. They're in. They're the number one. Michigan wins. They're the number two. Okay. Uh, Washington wins. Washington the wins. Washington wins. They're number three. Okay. Now, if Georgia wins, Bama's out. Yes, they're not. They're not getting in.
0: Okay? Yes, Bama's out. Yeah.
1: Right. Bama's Bama's completely gone. Washington wins. Oregon's completely gone. Yes. Okay, They're not, they're not a part of it.
0: Yes. So uh,
1: you're I... you're saying that if Texas wins, okay. So now we're, now we're looking at Texas wins and Florida state wins, right? So Florida state being the four or Texas being the four, right? That, that, that's what you're, yep. that's what you're arguing because if Texas loses, they're out, right? Yes. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. They have so, to win. Yes. Yeah. Right. Texas has to win. So, so, so yeah. So. FSU, it would have to be Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and FSU for Texas not to get it. They all, th- they all four would have to win. And I and, think and Texas, with the four Texas,
0: undefeated.
1: huh? Yeah, that's and I what I'm think saying.
0: With the undef- with all four undefeateds, they would, but they're all they're all undefeated.
1: They're all they're all conference it. champions. So that even if that,
0: one of them loses. I think there are scenarios that Texas doesn't. Okay.
1: So let's, let's talk about that. Let's go in with, okay. So let's say that FSU, Michigan and Georgia all win. Those are three undefeated. right. So now we're going to talk about a one loss, one loss, uh, Oregon versus one loss, Texas. That's, that's the difference. It's going to be that one or one or the other. Okay. And I think Oregon's win in this game propels them in over Texas. Yeah, so I Texas do doesn't get in, right? Yeah, I do too. But it's a one yeah. loss that that. But I mean, you're you're still competing. It's one loss versus one loss. So yeah, Texas doesn't get in on that one. Um, if it's a one loss Oregon versus one if loss, if Bama
0: beats Georgia, I don't think Texas yeah. gets in. So if Bama beats Georgia, Texas doesn't get in
1: right so jo- Michigan Washington and FSU all win let's just go with those right now and the only the only difference is now it's a one loss Bama versus a one loss Texas that's that will be the one that's the one scenario where like Bama will have the best win in all of college football they will have Beaten the number one team, will they will have beaten the number one team. I think right. This is where this is this that's is the
0: only way that, that Bama jumps Texas is if they yeah, beat because you
1: you you've now beaten the number one the number one team in college football. Yeah. Right. I think that's the only way that 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 happens. Otherwise, um most scenarios, yeah. I mean, you're going to be. You're gonna have to be. You're, you're pitting one loss Texas Big Twelve champion versus one loss Oregon, one loss Texas versus one loss Bama. Um,
0: Even one loss Washington, they don't get in. I don't think.
1: No, no, Texas. no, 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 no. Because one loss Texas would be a would be a conference champion, and Washington would not. It's the only reason you would drop Washington below Texas. Texas gets I, in. If it
0: was me, if if you if you're talking about the whole season, I'd put Washington over.
1: over Look, Texas. I agree, but I'm just I'm telling kidding. you what they're going to do. They're going to I, put I'm Washington saying, they're going to put they're going to put Texas in. They're not going to do I
0: would put a one-loss Washington over Tex, over Texas. None
1: of these. Okay, so outside of the SEC having Alabama and Georgia in, I don't know if Michigan and Ohio State both could be in at the same time or Washington and Oregon being in at the same time. Like I just, I don't see it. The only way that I can see two, two conference teams getting in this year would have to be Bama and Georgia. And I don't even see that happening. I'm just telling you that. I just don't think that they're going to, to put two teams from the same conference this year, this year, um, the and, only
0: way that it could happen is Bama and Georgia.
1: Like I said, it's the only way it could happen is Bama and Georgia. Opinion. You're not gonna you're not gonna get it with you're not gonna get it with Michigan and, and Ohio State, and you're not gonna get it with Washington and Oregon. Oregon. No, not both yeah, of them. No.
0: You won't get both of them. Mm-mm. No. 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 because I agree with that. Bama,
1: Bama, in order for Bama to be in, they have to beat Georgia, and that means that they have the only win against a number one team this year because the only time that any other team has been number one was or it was Ohio State. and they got dropped out of being the number one, not because they lost, but because the 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 I guess the metrics or whatever they decided to jump. Georgia over right. Ohio State. Yeah. So no number one team has ever lost this year. But there have been yeah. changes in number one based on, you know, the way in that the they look,
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, That's my.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's a pretty good rundown. We went through just about every team and some scenarios and stuff. So that's a pretty good rundown. Let's get to the good, the bad, and the ugly for week 13. This is always a pretty fun segment that me and John do here at uh, the weekend wrap-up for College Sportscast. So, John, what do you think is the good for week 13 rivalry week?
1: Okay, so the good I would have to say is um, I'm going to go with uh, Michigan beating Ohio State is my good.
0: That's a good one. I mean, you know, three straight years without their head coach.
1: And this kind time of just, you know, kind of doing it without the whole cheating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, um, with no chance of that, you know, hold, holding, holding over their head and stuff. So, I mean, that's a good one to pick um, off, of, off of this last week. Um, I'm trying to think who else – I mean – I thought Oregon had a pretty solid, significant Correct. win. They did. Oregon. and I think I
1: think you know again, a lot of your Heisman Trophy contenders had decent games, but not just overly outstanding. I think Bo Nix was probably the one that had the
0: best of the three,
1: but I think yeah. that was that was it.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I, I I would say Oregon and Bo Nix and their team, I would put, put them as a good for this past week as well. Um, A lot of the other teams struggled, I thought, really, you know, at times. So I'll go with that. The bad for you?
1: The way Auburn lost.
0: The way Auburn lost? Yes, the way Auburn lost. Um, The Auburn loss was bad. I'm not so sure it's not ugly, to be honest. But well, I
1: was going to go with the Florida Florida State game just being ugly. Just it wasn't was great, ugly. So I, I that's that's why that's them. why I went with the way Auburn lost. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, I could go either way. Again, Auburn yeah. being a part of the bad or the ugly in back-to-back weeks is uh, it's not a great look, yeah. <laughs> but. But yeah, I'm, I'm putting I, it in there. You know, I'll, so.
0: I'll I'll flip it then. I'll I'll put the Florida Florida State game as the bad, just because okay. it was a a you know it's backup quarterbacks first time playing in college game. They're in a big rivalry week, you know, with Florida State having playoff you know implications. And I mean, it just it really kind of sucked that the two quarterbacks got hurt and that that game was you know like yeah. that basically you know so yeah I'll do that for that and then like I said the 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 way Auburn lost in this game was ugly I mean yeah. you know I and I, I've said this about Kentucky several times in a couple of these big games this year it seems like we're we you know we're dropping eight or we're dropping nine against these better teams, and it does nothing. We can't – I mean, they just sit in the pocket and pick you apart because you can't – you know, you got five guys, maybe possibly six, if you put a running back in there, blocking two or three guys. I mean, you just can't get to them. And I don't understand why defensive coordinators do that. I just don't understand it. I never have. I never will. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, so I don't know. I don't understand it. So, yeah.
1: Hey, did you see that? What I just sent? I got I got a bail. I'm sorry.
0: You got a jet? Yeah. Okay, man. All right. I got you. All right, so that is our good, bad, and ugly, and John had to jet. Sorry. I'm just about done talking a little basketball, and then we'll look at the week head. So this past week in college basketball was Feast Week, and that's always the week of Thanksgiving. There is tons and tons and tons, really, 15, 16 really good tournaments to turn on and watch. I'm not going to get into all of them, but I do want to talk about four of the bigger tournaments. Um, I will start with the ESPN Events Invitational. Um, FAU goes through, beats Texas A&M and a few good teams, and uh, goes through and wins the ESPN Events Invitational. Uh, you know they were coming in on a, off of a loss. Texas A&M has a really, really good team. They scored like 96 on them, beat them 96 to 89. FAU did. Florida Atlantic with uh, coming off of the Final Four. They had a bad loss before this, but they really had a good showing um, in Feast Week at the ESPN Events Invitational. So I wanted to bring that one up um, as well as... um, the battle for Atlantis I wanted to talk about. This one, um, North Carolina was in it. Arkansas was in it. They were the preseason ranked teams, and neither team made it to the finals. Um, Villanova won the tournament and and beat North Carolina 83-81 in the semifinals of that, went to the finals, played Memphis, who beat Arkansas. Good rivalry game there between Memphis and Arkansas. Arkansas has not looked good early in this season so far. They were highly ranked. Um, I think the second-ranked SEC team preseason, like 12 or 13, something like that. Um, And they just – I've watched them three times or part of three times now. Um, They're 4-3, and and they are just struggling putting the ball in the hole. They can't spew even layups, Um, dunks even. I've seen them miss. I mean, they are just struggling. They're great defensively. They're athletic. They can jump, run. You know, they can do all of run with you up and down the floor. I mean, they're great. They just can't finish, and I don't know if they can fix that or not. But Arkansas has been struggling. Um, North Carolina, just Villanova done a great job and, and and hit a shot late and beat them and then comes back and beats Memphis in the final. So congrats to them um, for winning the battle for Atlantis. Uh, another one that I want to talk about real quick was Baylor winning the um, NIT tip-off, tip preseason tip-off tournament. Um, they beat Florida in the finals in a close game, 95 to 91. And uh, Baylor's putting up a lot of points. This Florida team looks legit as well. Um, they they had a hard-fought game, kept it close the entire game. Baylor's ranked. Florida's not this week. Uh, new polls will come out on Tuesday. It'd be interesting to see what if Florida gets any love in the poll Um, They've lost two games by a total of six points in Virginia and um, now with Baylor, uh, the two teams that they have lost to. And then the last one I want to talk about is the Maui Invitational. It was the highlight of the week. There was five top 11 teams in this thing. You know, um, Kansas was in it. Number one team was in it. Purdue was in it. The number two team, uh, Marquette, the number four team was in it. There was three top four teams in the Maui Invitational. And uh, so, you know, there was some really, really good teams in this in this tournament. And Tennessee, who was ranked seventh, was in it. Tennessee took two losses in the Maui Invitational. Um You know, they took a loss to Purdue. They took two losses in this tournament, was in both games, but, you know, lost both games, Tennessee did. So that's two SEC teams that took two losses in these tournaments. Tennessee was one. Um, And Purdue comes out on top in this one. Marquette looked really, really good, guys. I watched them play a couple of times. They have they play a four-guard lineup and have one big in the middle. And I'm telling you right now, guys, this Marquette team is scrappy as hell and and can can defend and guard and shoot. They are for real. Um honestly, they, they lost by three points to seven foot four eating and Purdue, 78 to 75 in the final. Uh, Purdue looks very, very improved. They've got a couple of uh, transfers in and their guard play and stuff does look improved. They look like a really good team as well. Kansas, I will say this. I've seen them play twice. They have a really, really good four. They just don't have much after that. They have one, two, three, and four really good players. Top. I mean, College basketball players. I'm just not impressed with what they have five through eight. Um, And I think it's going to cost them some games this year. So that's my take on college basketball. Kentucky looked amazing the other night, but we're going to find out on Tuesday um, because Tuesday and Wednesday night is the new ACC SEC. Challenge, there are seven games versus each other on Tuesday night and seven games on Wednesday night. And then the girls' women's basketball is Wednesday and Thursday. There's five on Wednesday and nine on Thursday. ACC versus SEC. It's going to be a fun one, the new ACC-SEC Challenge. Um, I do have an article on Stadium Rant, so if you are paying attention, um, go find on Stadium Rant and find my article on the ACC-SEC Challenge. I would appreciate it. Uh, check it out. and uh, just gives you a lineup and when the games are and where they are and talks just a smidgen about it. But check it out. Um, is a new article from today. It should be posted up there today. And uh, that is my little take on college basketball so far. So I'm going to get to the week ahead. Championship week, guys. This is the last week of college football. After this, we will have the bowl games. Of course, we will, for the next six weeks, we'll still be talking um college football because we'll have bowl games just about every week uh, the next week not we will only have one game and that's army navy um and and then we'll have um about five weeks after that uh, of bowl games and stuff so there is one week in there where it's just the one game um i'm pretty sure that's it so uh Championship week is coming up. There are six ranked versus ranked championship games this week. First one is Georgia versus Bama. Number one versus number eight in the SEC championship game. It's going to be a well of a game. Bama thinks they have a chance. I was talking to a friend of mine that's a Bama fan this morning. We were kind of shooting the shit back and forth a little bit and having a little fun. Um, and, you know, and we'll see what happens. Georgia wins, they're in. Bama wins, they have a chance to be in. I still think Georgia has a chance to be in if they lose. Big Ten Championship is number 18, Iowa, versus number two, Michigan. I was 10 and two guys um, so you know it's not like I was been a slouch this year they have had a great season they are 10 and two they're ranked number 18 in the country have a great defense again just like normal they've had some injuries and since their injuries their offense has suffered they were averaging like 22 23 points a game they lost the quarterback. For the season. They lost two tight ends for the season. And if you know Iowa football, that's their bread and butter. Um, and it's been a struggle since then to score points, but they've still been winning ball games. So we'll see what happens. Two great defenses. Michigan has a great defense, Iowa has a great defense. Um, and the Pac-12 championship is a top five matchup. Number five, Oregon, versus number three, Washington, Washington, and that's on Friday night in Vegas. So, just so you all know, that is a Friday night game coming up this week. ACC championship is number 15, Louisville, versus number four, Florida State. Florida State wins. They have an undefeated season. They're probably getting in. I don't, after Louisville getting beat by Kentucky this week, we... We pretty much knocked Louisville out, so they they don't have a shot, but they can upset Louisville, I mean, Florida State, and keep them out. Um, Oklahoma State is in the same situation. They're playing Texas in the Big 12 championship, and Oklahoma State has two losses. They don't have any chance. They're 19th in the polls. They don't have any chance of getting to the college football playoff, but they could keep Texas from getting there as well. Um, And then the... Fifth, the sixth one is the AAC. We have number 25 SMU versus number 17 Tulane in New Orleans as a ranked versus ranked championship game. It's one to pay attention to. Um, the winner of this game may be the top um group of five, and that is significant because they do get a New Year's Six Bowl. It is guaranteed locked up. Um, Troy got that last year. I think it was Troy and got the win. No. It's who beat USC. I can't think of who it was. Anyways, they you know, uh, Liberty, who's 12-0, is up in there. And then these two teams, Tulane and SMU, are two of them that's up in there. Um, and these teams have a chance. James Madison is also there. That's the other team They're in the Sun Belt. And that's going to be a good game as well. I'll throw that one in there because there is one ranked team in that versus a 2-10 and 10 Troy team in the Sun Belt. Um, that's going to be a good game to pay attention to. James Madison versus Troy, 11-1, 10-2 in that one. And that's going to be a good game to pay attention to in the Sun Belt. So there is seven of the championship games that I just talked about. Um, There are three others, uh, but I think those sevens are are the worthy ones to pay attention to next week. And we are going to find out, guys, how all this ends and who makes the final fourteen college football playoff. There is going to be some teams left out. And a couple of them, at least one, is going to have a little bit of ground to stand on to whine about. Probably. So... With all that said, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's been College Sportscast Weekend Wrap-Up Show. And this is Week 13, Rivalry Week. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week for our Weekend Wrap-Up Show. But join us Tuesday night, and we will do our Big Fuss Show. Um, It's going to be Tuesday night here on YouTube and our Facebook, like like, and follow. And we'll be here at 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. So y'all have a good night.